GM, it's Bobby Hundreds, host of Bomb Talk, the official podcast of the Atom Bomb Squad. Every week, I sit down with some very smart friends from the NFT universe, and together, we broach a specific Web3 subject. Today's is about how Web3 can facilitate the decentralization of media. Many of us would agree that there's no more imperfect industry today than the media. There are a lot of reasons for this, but perhaps the most significant is that the news organizations are centralized, meaning they're powered by corporations with self-interests motivated by profits. Our friends Farouk, Mel, and John Opf have built a new NFT project called Rug Radio, which seeks to not only address, but upend these ancient media systems. Keith Grossman also joins us, giving us his perspective on the matter as president of Time. Listen in. GM, everyone. Hey, throw a wave out there. It's Bobby Hundreds, and you're listening to a new episode of Bomb Talk. This is season two. We're just waiting for everyone to start slowly filtering in. Um, until then... I'm just super excited for today's show because um, these three people are not just the smartest, some of the smartest people in the space of NFTs and Web3, but they are also just really great friends, kind people, and we're very lucky to have their time um, for the next hour. So uh, just very grateful uh, to have them to know these people, let alone that they're going to share some of their insight and wisdom. Um, any time I can spend with them to glean any information and, and, and wisdom, I take. And so uh, it, it, it makes me really happy that I can now share that with the community today. Um, welcome in, everybody. Please take a seat, wave uh, play with your emojis and uh, say hi to the people around you. You are joining a new episode of Bomb Talk. Uh, I'm your host, Bobby Hundreds. I'm the co-founder of the Hundreds. We're a we're a streetwear brand, more or less a lifestyle project that has existed now for close to 19 years. Uh, this time next year, we'll be celebrating our 20th anniversary, and. Um, We've, we're, we're many things. We're not just clothing. We have a food festival. We're known for our events um, and our fashion and the art and the collaborations that we do. But a year ago, we started really uh, getting interested in this NFT thing that we were trying to figure out. And by the late summer, we launched our own project. It was called Atom Bomb Squad. It was 25,000 different NFTs that... Uh, we're reflective of our history since 2003. All of the art uh, from our mascot, his name is Adam Bomb, and his cohorts, Batam Bomb and Madam Bomb. We had a lot of collaborators in terms of artists in the project, from Mr. Cartoon to Kenny Scharf to Ron English. And uh, the project sold out in 40 minutes, and it's just been a wild ride since. And uh, I think one of our duties that we've always bestowed upon ourselves and prided ourselves on is that we are more or less messengers, the emissaries, the, the, um, the, the, the ones that are rowing the boat, I think, uh, the ferrymen, um, to usher in our community into new worlds and to educate them and to raise awareness of 
culture and different happenings that we believe that they not only should be aware of, but can benefit from. And so as we learn more about the technology and this space, uh, we felt inclined to bring our people with us. And so Bomb Talk is probably the most direct and immediate and effective way for us to do this. Um, season one, which just ended at the end of 2021, was 10 episodes where I onboarded as many of us, um, me included, to the different facets of NFTs, from the very basics of collecting with Steve Aoki, to how to build projects with um, leaders like Betty from the Deadfellas and the women from the Ethereals Project and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, we talked about NFTs and music with Blau, Natasha, um, and Nadia from Pussy Riot. We talked about NFTs and art, um, NFTs and photography with uh, personalities like John Knopf, who's in the room today. Um, and so we wanted to share all these different facets and characteristics and different avenues that NFTs are because NFTs are so nuanced. They're not this monolith of just a cartoon JPEG that you know you might see in the media. Um, they are real tools. They're, they're keys to unlock uh, opportunities, futures for people, and to rethink um, old systems, answer problems that have plagued us since the beginning of time. And so um, if we can look at NFTs beyond just what is the most sensationalized, which is going to be always about where the money's at, and more as uh, tools of culture, tools of innovation, um, I think that we are going to be able to progress a lot further and, again, benefit the greater community. So for everyone who's just joining, you're listening to a new episode of Bomb Talk. We are starting season two with this episode. This is episode 11. All prior 10 are wherever you listen to your podcast. They're all posted. If it's on uh, Apple or Spotify, you can listen to all 10 of the episodes now. Um, and every episode we bring in different members of the Atom Bomb Squad community, different holders more or less, to share their insight on a specific subject regarding NFTs or Web3 or Metaverse, or it could be all of those things. Um, there's also a PO app associated with every episode that um, actually, Sandy, if you're on, if you can help chime in real quick and just let the audience know how they can receive their free POAP. It's, it's, it's basically a proof that you attended today's Bomb Talk. Yeah, of course. So um, hi, everyone. Glad you guys could make it here. Um, this very, if you go up above on this Twitter spaces, there is a pinned tweet that says we're live. It's Rev Radio Alpha Day, which it is. So please stay tuned to the whole entire conversation. But you will see a form that's pinned on there. And that's essentially what you would need to get your free POAP, which is essentially an NFT. So if you don't have one, we could actually claim your first one today. Um, just go ahead and click that link and fill out the form. You will need a request code. That request code is Genesis, and you will see why um, further down in the conversation. So fill out that form. Request code is Genesis, and enjoy the talk, everyone. Uh, we'll remind you of the POAP a few more times. Uh, before uh, the the uh, Adam bomb uh, the bomb talk ends today, um, and without further ado, I would like to start bringing up our three very special guests to the stage. 
uh, Farouk, Keith Grossman, and Mel. And Mel is, is like Madonna. She just requires one name. That's how important she is. Um, but the three of us will be, well, the four of us will be talking about NFTs and the decentralization of media, which there's a lot of uh, heavy verbiage there <laughs> that we're going to start to dissect. Uh, and this is all really centered around a, an, an impressive and I think very exciting project that um, Froke will educate us further on called Rug Radio, uh, which is his long uh, anticipated a step into this space in, in terms of a collection. So, um, Froke, Keith, Mel, uh, if we got Mel up here too, I, I, she might have gotten rugged. I, I know Keith is trying to come up as well. Um, let's see, Mel. GM, back. GM, GM. GM. Let's get it. Let's get it, Froke. Let's go, let's go, let's go, Bobby. I got excited. <laughs> Woo, you say POAP? We said POAP. There is a POAP. Free NFTs for everyone. When the gas pull-up. fees today. By the way, the gas fees today are just oh, horrific. Dude. Just crushing our spirits. Before we start, can I just ask one favor of one individual within the audience? If uh, John Knopf can stop changing his PFP every 10 minutes, it would be really helpful because it's quite <laughs> distracting. <laughs> Fortunately, he keeps selling him, so that way he has fewer and fewer. But it's like, enough, John. I've seen like four po-ops from you in the past 10 minutes. Settle oh, on the cat and let's move on. Um <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy. He can't even defend himself. We're not going to even let him come up on stage. Keith came up himself. and showed violence. I know. I, it's, it's, I only start with love. Multiple profile picture disorder, I know, John. Totally. <laughs> you heard it. I, I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> I came back from New York and I said, um, I think my favorite person that I met in NFT NYC was was Keith Grossman and and then John Knopf and I feel like you've held it over his head ever since. It, it, it was it was my one of my favorite tweets to be honest. I have I actually was thinking of minting it and sending it to him as a gift after he sold all of his apes. He could turn it into his next PFP. Um, but uh, no, but all, all kidding aside, thank you for having us and. Um, Farouk and I were texting before, uh, we were curious if it's a one hour conversation following your introduction or, uh, or (laughs) (laughs) Keith is on fire tonight. He's on fire. This is what happens when you get me tired at seven o'clock at night. Okay. I'm shutting up. Farouk, it's your day tomorrow. Rug radio, you know, you and Mel and, and John even, uh, it's, it's amazing. What time do we get to mint the rugs? Right, that's my first. Well, before, can, well, well, before let's we let's let there. Bobby run his show. Please. Yeah, let me let me just paint the context. Don't don't let the you old men run your show, Bobby. You don't care about the rugs. <laughs> more more introduction, guys. I, oh my I god, to talk a little bit more. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna lay down for this. Okay. Uh, I guess we we do need to get to talking about Farouk's rug radio. I'm gonna make everyone really wait for that um we're gonna build up to it but i want i guess i want to begin just by talking about decentralization that word um for uh, there are a lot of people who are greener in this in the room today and what decentralization actually means and then what that means for media but i just want to begin with that word decentralization because it's thrown around as much as the words DAO and uh, you know whatever these days. So so 
I don't know who wants to begin there. I, I feel like Mel might be the best to speak on I think on Mel has the alpha here. Because she is the smartest one in the room. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, especially not today. I'm like, excuse my voice. I sound a little bit funny. <laughs> but I'm just recovering from a lovely cold that my son decided to give me this week. So um, decentralization. Okay. Um, I think you're right, Bobby. I think it gets thrown around a lot in the space. And it's really hard for people to understand what that means. And I think a really easy way to think about decentralization is just that there is a, the minority percentage of the ownership of any structure is spread through. The enough people for it to not be controlled by a single entity. Right? So you can just sort of, if you think through any kind of publicly listed company, for example, most publicly listed companies have major shareholders and those major shareholders can join together their votes and basically uh, swing the direction of any organisation in any direction. But even within that, shareholders don't actually get the right to control the operation of the company itself, right? Um, so, you know, beyond the level of a board seat. And so with the centralization, it sort of undoes or untangles that corporate kind of ownership structure so that everybody has a piece, but also everybody has a say in the direction of an organization. So um, it's, it's interesting when you look at something like Ethereum, for example. Um, one of the things that I think people miss when we talk about decentralization is decentralization takes time. Right, so it's like a it's like a scale that scales from non-decentralized to centralized to decentralized over time, because it takes time to get a critical mass of owner out into this into the ecosystem. And so even Ethereum started fully centralized with only a handful of owners, and then it slowly worked its way out into the ecosystem more and more and more. And the more people that own even one Ethereum, the more people the more decentralized the ecosystem is. The more people that validate the network the more decentralized the ecosystem is. This is awesome calculation, which may be too technical, that Balaji uses to work out. It's called the Satoshi um, Nakamoto. Um, uh, hang on, sorry, now I'm blanking what the name of the... Uh, Mel, Mel, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I, I, I really hate to interrupt, but I think your connection's a little bit choppy. I don't know if that's oh, broken. Key. Does, does it sound like Just that Just a little bit. Okay. Is that better it, now? Sorry, my bad. Is that better? Uh, it's slightly better. I don't know. Maybe you should, if you want to try logging back in or moving to a different, I don't know. Um, but we really brought the rug with us. We really did. (laughs) Um, but what you're saying is, I I think most people got everything you're saying and it's all really important. Is that a little bit better now? Oh, wow. much better. Oh, there you go. My switch networks, my bad. Okay. Okay. Um, did you get what I said or did you want me to repeat any of it? I feel like we got a bulk of it, but if you want to continue where you left off, okay. that'd be great. Uh, so Balaji has this really interesting calculation that he uses called the Satoshi, the Nakamoto um, coefficient, which is basically a calculation to say there has to be a certain percentage of a network for, owned by a distributed number of people for it to be considered decentralized. And so a network like Solana, for example, isn't actually all the way there yet. And so you hear people saying, well, Solana's not decentralized. Well, it actually technically isn't decentralized yet, but they're working towards a scale to decentralization. And that's, so I think when you look at a structure, even a DAO, the the key thing is to say, okay, when was the DAO created or the structure created? And is it actually genuinely working towards a scale of decentralization? And when will it hit that decentralization point? And that's how you can kind of understand whether or not something's just saying, oh, I'm a DAO and we're decentralized, or it's actually doing 
a DAO and being decentralized. And that's, I think that's a, a, an important thing for people to remember when they're looking at these things in the marketplace. And maybe this is begging the obvious, but why is decentralization important? What, what is wrong with centralization, uh, um, you know, in, in all avenues of, of industry? It's funny because there's nothing inherently wrong or right with either of them. It's how you use them, right, that makes them wrong or right. And so centralized systems mean that there's going to be a centralization of power in the system, which means there's going to be just a few people that have the capacity to make decisions for the whole, right? And if everybody was angelic and, you know, um, you know, had this mindset where it was always the, the sum of the total it matters more than the individual, then there wouldn't be an issue with centralization. But that's not how it works. And for whatever reason, that's not how human nature works. And so what happens with centralized systems is those few people that sit at the top of the power structure end up extracting more value than anyone in the rest of the system. So often you see situations where 10% get 90% um, of the extraction of value from the system. And you see that across a whole heap of different platforms that we all know um, now. And so the, the flip of that then is decentralization allows a dissemination of that power in the ecosystem so that the 90% of the ecosystem can actually receive 90% of the value or, you know, if you, it's in the best case scenario, it's a hundred percent and a hundred percent, right. And there's no single entity with more power than anyone else. Right. So it just allows, even for example, in a DAO where there may be someone that has 5% of the DAO, let's say, even with 5% of the DAO, they still could never have the potentiality for control over the DAO because there's the rest of the 95% that can vote against them, right? So it just allows so much more dissemination or, or, or distribution of both power and value in the ecosystem. So. How does this apply to uh, media, um, you know, in terms of centralization? We were talking earlier and you know, there are good things about the media. Um, Keith, you're the president of Time. Um, what are some of the good things that come with how Web2 treated media, media treated Web2? Oh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's an interesting question because, um, you know, it, it, depending on where you cut Web2 off at, right? Like um, if you think of Twitter as Web2, um, because it is technically still a centralized structure, then I would say like the dissemination of information has never been more free than it has been in Web2 um, and available. Um, but there, there are a lot of problems with that as well. Um, you know, when you look at, um, you know, uh, the financials or the actual sort of um, aspects of running a media company, um, when you moved from analog media, you know, print, uh, you know, analog cable television, uh, terrestrial radio to digitized media, um, you know, the economics did not really play in favor of independent entities. And what you're seeing now, and this is why I'm so interested in um, watching Rug Radio specifically roll out. Um, is, uh, you know, control can be disseminated to the people. And we could see with ownership stakes and with sort of the tokenomics set in place, um, does this allow 
for a new age in media to emerge. And, you know, I'm not only biased. I mean, Farouk and Mel are dear friends, um, uh, both of whom I hold in tremendous respect. Uh, John Knopf, too, even though I tease him nonstop. Um, uh, but, you know, for me, I, I look at what is going to launch tomorrow with Rug Radio with huge interest to see if the um, true sense of decentralization as it relates to running a media entity um, can be fulfilled in the real world. And, and to be honest, I actually think it will be. I'm really excited for it. Farouk, it might be a good time for you to introduce a little bit about what Rug Radio is, what you're attempting to do here uh, with the team, with Mel and the team. Um, you want yes, to give us a little bit of a picture of, of what, what, where this even came from? Where the yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, <laughs> we can even start there. By the way, I, I went ahead this morning. I woke up and I wrote a, I took three hours to write like a proper tr thread about everything from A to Z. I don't know if you want to end up uh, pinning that, uh, Bobby. Uh, it's it's my pin tweet personally, but basically, uh, wow, where do I start? I mean, it all started, technically speaking, for me personally, social media building communities all started uh, 10 years ago. So this is like my 11th year, starting in 2011, uh, building communities on, on Tumblr and Instagram, blah, blah, blah. I went over that in the thread, but you know, and and ever since I joined the space, being around, you know, hosting space, at, what's up with clubhouses, spaces, et cetera, et cetera, and just being, you know, an avid member of our community just trying to figure out ways for us to really use like nfts that it's technology and essentially you know what we so-called web3 right because it's a magical word right and we saw jack come in and question it here and there we saw some very interesting conversations actually come out of that right like what's web3 and so essentially try to see if we can help you know kind of build up the, the laying bricks and foundations of web3 that people could build on so rug radio started you know Technically speaking, you know, a while ago, you know, everyone involved has been doing what they do for, for a very long time, right? But all of our brains kind of, you know, met together at some, it all just clicked for everyone. It was September 19th, uh, 2021. Uh, we're sitting this, in this Twitter space and actually it was a 10 hour long space that night. It was one of our marathons like we're used to doing. And so we're sitting there, all of us like John and Mel and, and, and Jeremiah and just a bunch of cool people coming up and down the stage. Blah, blah, blah. And we're just having this really big and deep conversation around Web3, NFTs. And it was one of those, you know, those nights, Bobby, sometimes where the space is just like, it's just going. The flow, like conversations flowing, the minds are being creative and just talking. And it, there's just this pure, like, almost like moment of ecstasy in the air where everybody just like, jams together and we all really get it and so i had my discord going on back in the days like the house of Farouk was like what three four thousand members and i saw a message from someone i don't know who that person is if you're here please message me because i've been using this example on every call every space but that's what kind of thought brought a thought to me is someone said it sucks i have to go to sleep and stop listening to this conversation because tomorrow i have to go to my shitty 11 dollar an hour job and now those are not my words that person word for word wrote that in the discord and I thought to myself, I said, well, how do we just fix that? Can't Web3, can't NFTs, like, isn't the whole purpose of being here, like, to participate? And, you know, there's play to earn, right? Axie, et cetera. And we talk about P2E a lot. But is there even, like, consume to earn, learn to earn, participate to earn? Like, all these ways to just earn and to be able to keep educating this, uh, ourselves, right? Because we're spending a lot of time on here, no matter the platform you're on. No matter what Web2 platform, social media, wherever you're doing, whether you're hosting, listening, you're spending a lot of time and energy in here. 
So how do we make it so people can come in, educate themselves, at least make some basic sort of income or at least have something coming to them for participating and, and, and have you know access to Web3 and so that they don't have to necessarily have to go and you know spend time on something else or worry. Because at the end of the day, we all need to put food on the table and we all need a roof over our heads. That's the most important thing, right? And so if you're lucky enough to have a phone and be able to listen, then I think you should be rewarded for it. Because if I told you, you know, and not you specifically, Bobby, or anyone on the stage, that you'd get paid to stay in school, a lot of people would have stayed in school, right? So my goal here, and which is our goal and our vision with Rock Radio, was that people from the creators or the participants or listeners or holders or educators, the teachers, the people building the platform with us, be able to get part, uh, rewarded for the participation within our ecosystem. So I started with that. Then John's like, yo, like the space went crazy, Bobby. Like we went for another six hours. Like we were like, okay, who wants to be this? And John's like, I'll be that. And then we're like, who wants to be the, um, who and this one says, we need a poet. And I'm like, do you want to be creative director for Rug Radio? Turns out Jeremiah ended up being the one doing all the artwork that you guys are going to be seeing soon. We haven't leaked anything we want, but it's crazy. Like he made a pop right away, which is the famous like little coin with my cool cat on it. Uh, it says 19, uh, you know, 9, 2021. So, you know, from the date and we did a POAP and we broke POAP. It was hilarious. And so, and so this whole thing of like rugging website, blah, blah, blah. And the whole joke started because we ended up, you know, um, we know we broke POAP twice. Pre-Mint got rugged when we launched and this and that. So it's been pretty funny, this whole thing. But that's how it started in terms of the idea. And then John's like, yo, like, I'm like, we need someone for tokenomics. I mean, this happened on stage. John's like, yo, this woman, Mel. She's a freaking genius. Like she's the smartest person ever. I'm like, all right, let's go. You're officially the queen of tokenomics. So I was just throwing, I was throwing like invites to people to work with Rug Radio, just like that, which started as a semi joke, but it really wasn't. And then the core team kind of started like getting together and just, it like slowly just happened, Bobby. And so one day I just, I remember talking to Mel and I was just like, barfing out my vision like I could go on and on and on because I just love this shit and I was going 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 and Mel just comes back with this like structure that we talked about today in, the, in this thread and everything and there was Rug Radio by the way Rug Radio if you're wondering name wise you know because I, I see some thoughts some things I just want to clear it out Rug Radio comes because of Twitter's incredible tech which back in the days of the early days on spaces rug, we were getting Rug 24-7 so every single time I was hosting a space, on average per hour, we'd rig rug between three to five times. You know, there was a rare rug where your screen would turn purple. There would be this other rug where my phone would almost blow up. Literally, I think everybody here can relate, especially you guys. I'm sure it's happened to you. And so I was just getting rugged and rugged and rugged. So one day I come back and I'm like, oh, let's just do it rug radio. So name-wise, that's how it all happened. And then, you know, it just all clicked. And ever since, we, we've been jamming. And when you look back, we're almost four months later and here we are, man. It's uh, it's just been crazy. It's literally for the people, by the people. People in the back end have helped us. Are all members of the community, and we only plan on working with people from the community. So it's uh, that's kind of the origin story over here. And Bobby, can I can I just quickly say, you know, um, two things. One is um, I couldn't agree with Proke more. Mel is uh, hands down one of the smartest people I have ever worked with. Um, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, Maya Drazen, who's in the audience, uh, who uh, her and I have worked together from our times at Wired, 
Um, I have always referred to Maya as a gigantic brain. When I met Mel, I called Maya and I said, Maya, I met you from Australia, right? And then when I connected the two of them, it was like a, a love connection. And like the genius that has come out of just the two of them talking has been amazing on every level. Um, but the other thing I, I just wanted to point out and I think is fascinating with Rug Radio beyond the centralization aspect, but um, uh, that I think we should pay attention to is we've always been told that, you know, media um, has to historically go one way, right? Like it goes from a platform out um, and then gets distributed. Um, but we've seen plenty of examples over the years of like the inverse also being true. So like, if you look at the field of education, like it used to be taught that you learned in school and you did homework at home. But then like the Khan Academy came around and said, wait a minute, you can learn at home and then correct your, your homework in school. And so like, I think what's really interesting about what Rug Radio is presenting and what you're beginning to see in Web3 Emerge is this idea of um, play to earn or you know, work to earn um, or participate to earn. And I think that that's gonna be one of the most fascinating things that comes out of this decentralization movement. I brought John up here, not only to defend himself on the PFP thing, but also to talk about what it was like to be in that room that night, John, when you were ideating uh, with Mel and Thoreau. Yeah, thank you so much for having me to be able to defend myself against Keith over there. Don't oh, let him not... talk down at you, John. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say <laughs> the things I want to say because I know this is recorded. Thank you, Thoreau. I'm not going to let this happen, Keith. John, be the bigger man. I'm going to. I'm going to be the bigger man, and I'm not be going to say be what the I bigger want. Person. I'm going to be do that. So I'm going to talk be about what it was night, what it was like to be, you know, there that <laughs> night, and, and not about you, Keith. <laughs> um, it was it was amazing. The energy was so live, like it was just incredible because we were coming up with a project, like completely organically. And I remember, like a couple of days into it, like Farouk was like, you know, how are we going to expand this? What are we going to do this? And I'm like, dude, you have to meet my friend Mel. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you have to meet Mel. She will literally change the game for how we want to do tokenomics. And he's like, okay, okay. And then after he met with Mel, he was just so pumped. And I don't know if you've ever seen, like, like I know we all see Farouk on stage with, like, his crazy energy. But if you ever actually just, like, hang out with him, like, that day he was so stoked. Like, it's it's like that in real life. Like, he's like, I'm going to go eat some fucking dried mangoes, bro. Like, <laughs> he just gets so stoked. So, like... Yeah, it was like, dude, that moment and just like creating this whole thing on stage organically and then just bringing Mel and just everything going full circle from back in the days of like January and Clubhouse to meeting everybody and then being able to just create this team and then bringing the entire community that we've met, you know, a year ago. And we didn't know exactly where we were going with this. This all came up in one single night. And then, you know, we had been rugged so many times on spaces we, we, we were like, dude, let's just call it Rug Radio. Dude, that and night was nuts, dude. We got Rug like 12 so times. So many times. And it was like a 1,000 people in the audience. They kept coming back, Bobby, like relentless. Rug, remember the next. rugs back then? They were purple rare rugs. Your phone would just like blow up. That was scary. No, Farouk would get so pissed. Like he'd be like, fuck this. I'm never going on spaces again. Like his, his phone would just heat up. It would turn purple. So like we immediately were like, dude, this has got to be Rug Radio. And just everything that happened that night just was so organic. It was dope. It was crazy to be there. I think one that's one of the best parts about 
this time and this technology is the creation is so raw and impassioned and coming from a place where people are looking to resolve problems um, and build new futures that were kind of unimaginable before. And so we were talking about this, John and Mel, when we were at dinner, the types of people who are attracted to this space and um, the pace of this technology, it's, it's like a specific type of individual, I feel like. And uh, we're all kind of meeting each other from all corners of the world. Like Mel is obviously, she has an accent and she might not be in the States. Um, and we so, don't know that for sure, Bobby. We don't know. We, we still don't know. know. <laughs> but the fact, <laughs> it's bringing us all together. I think that's what I love about this concept with Rug Radio is that it's really drawing it back to uh, just creating, you know, and, and, and coming up with great ideas. Uh, Mel, also for you, what was it like that night when you were uh, coming upon this idea and working with these, these fellas? These cool cats. <laughs> these cool cats. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was great. It, I mean, like to John and Farouk's point, there was lots of incredible energy in the room. For, for me, like that kind of open ideation is like the, my happy place. Like I love creative conversations like when everybody joins together and the conversation is not on anyone's individual motivations but on the collective creation of something new I just feel like that's the magic spot of all things in the world and so um so that was was super fun and you know from a media like just from the idea perspective and and to be able to interpret you know what was from the audience and what was Farouk's plan um, idea from that day I've I've thought about what it means to um, own the narrative of this space for a really long time. Um, I think it's for me. It's a key part of us being able to succeed in creating new systems um, out of this technology. Is one of the key pillars of a, any system is is the narrative, right? And if you don't own the narrative, you can build all other pillars, and the whole thing will fall over. Which we've already seen, you know, many times over. Um, the narrative has got, you know, the memes. The memes have got more power than anything else in every ecosystem, what the narrative is defines the space. And so I think this is, for me, this is a fundamental pillar of what would be able to make this ecosystem successful. So I was like ready for waiting really like, I'm not a front person. I I, I never would be Froke and John and I never will host those types of spaces or do the types of things that they do, which they're very, very good at. Um, And so for me, this, the opportunity was really to be able to partner with them being able to, to create this kind of structure but not actually having to do the things that they do, which I suck at, <laughs> um, and actually bring them to life. So, you know, my, my systems or tokenomics of any kind are only as good as the way they're implemented in the ecosystem. So having, like, the right mix of community and technical powers is really the key to all of the things here and then doing it around this one such an important thing, which is the narrative space is, you know, it was pretty pretty big for me so I like that's why I immediately said yes um I you know fortunate to see lots of different opportunities in the space but I think it's only really for all of us probably have a bit of an, a responsibility at the moment I certainly feel like this anyway that at this point in the moment of time and this time in the history of this technology we get to choose to make this massive difference right to build the things that don't exist um to create the things that are going to really shape the future and narrative is a massive part of that. So I feel really honoured to even be part of even just an attempt at the right direction in, in that space. So that's kind of my take on the night. I'm going to ask Sandy to step back in and remind everyone once more about the PO app. Oh, yeah, the PO app. Today's- 
The POAP, the POAP. Free NFTs. When, 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 POAP. When POAP is now. The answer to that is now. You can get it now. So if you swipe on the pinned tweets onto the second one, you will see a tweet that is pinned and there's a form on there. Please click on that form link and fill out the all the sections so you could receive your POAP. The code that you are looking for is Genesis. So fill out Genesis, fill out the rest of the POAP, and you will get your POAP. You can't say when POAP anymore. You're listening to Bomb Talk. <laughs> I'm your host, Bobby Hundreds, and we're talking about the decentralization of media. The media, uh, just the idea of the media, has always been a hot topic, and especially over the last several years, I feel like whichever political poll you stand on, um, you, you not only are disinterested in what the media has to say, you have a complete distrust at this point, and you're questioning everything that is being told to you. And, um, and, and then the next phase of that was social media, and the same type of thing started happening under the watch of Facebook. And so uh, my question to everyone is, how do we avoid uh, some of these same problems from recurring in Web3 and with a project like Rug Radio? Uh, what are we going to do to prevent us from walking down some of those same paths? I mean, I can jump in here. That's the reason we have a DAO. Like, honestly, the accountability of that is on every single person in the DAO, right? Like, it's up to us to say, we recognize the externalities that were created from Web 2 media, and now we have to be responsible for what we create in Web 3 if we want it to not work out the same way. So... The responsibility is on every single member of the DAO, every single owner in the ecosystem to actually put governance in place to prevent the kinds of things that we saw happen and ensure that we build things in a way that continue to elevate and disseminate the power and the, and the value through the ecosystem. Um, you know, it's, it's on everyone. It's not a single person's responsibility and it's every single person's responsibility. So that would be my, my stance on that. Yeah, Balaji, Balaji Srinivasan, who is probably my favorite thought leader besides Mel in this entire universe. Um, he's spoken about this a lot if you just follow his Twitter. But uh, one thing he was saying was that this Web3 version of media is open source international. It's volunteer based, programmable free and ultimately of much higher quality. Just the, But the, he, he speaks about this a lot in his podcast about how much the volunteering aspect is going to be important. That's something that um, it just blows my mind, but the fact that journalism, uh, decentralized journalism, um, should and can be run by volunteers. Uh, I don't know if there's anything to say or speak on that, Mel, but um, I think that that means a lot because it's not so much uh, motivated by advertising money or um, profiteering. It's more about like this is the right thing to do, more or less. So, Bobby, I mean, that's literally. Sorry, Case, did you want to jump no, in? No, no. And... I, I mean, that's I'll jump in the, right afterwards. the thinking between behind Rug Radio is to try and um, give those volunteers, Bobby, a, a, a minimum viable return, right? And so it's like there's this foundation of stru structure that you can do with tokenomics and this technology, which allows you to capture certain types of value that I don't think we've ever been able to capture before. And because we can capture that value, we can then move it and just like distribute it through an ecosystem using the technology, right? And so the whole thought process behind the foundation of this technology, this, this ecosystem was to say, okay, there's these people that we know have this incredible talent in the ecosystem that want to show up and make 
great things in the ecosystem. So how do we find the value that exists naturally as a natural occurrence of the ecosystem and channel that value to these people? Right? Like that's essentially what this whole structure is. And so we're trying to figure out a way to, to take that concept that Balaji speaks about, and I also absolutely love Balaji. I can't, if there's anybody in the audience that's really interested in decentralization, they should be following Balaji. Um, but, I mean, he's just a genius. Um, but the, the take, it's taking that merit, even the merit to what Balaji created with 1729, uh, the, the pay, micropayments for learning, uh, micropayments in Bitcoin for learning that are on chain. So all of those sorts of elements are actually in the structure that we've created with Rug Radio. We have a partner pass ecosystem where we'll be giving micropayments to people for contributing to the network, right, pledges it's called. And so those sorts of things, that's going to allow the proliferation of volunteers because even if there's just a little, even if, they, if, if you just know that, let's say you don't actually get tangible money, money, money from it, but you know you get ownership, that's going to give you so much more reason to stand up and volunteer for something, not from a greedy perspective, but from an equanimity perspective. We all deserve to be rewarded for the input that we put into an ecosystem. And so it just gives that foundation for that to even exist. And then over time, that will proliferate and there'll be lots of different forks and ways that you can use this base structure in lots and lots of different types of media and mediums that will allow people to kind of copy and paste and copy and paste it over and over again into these other ecosystems and hopefully proliferate out into something that can actually service all different types of mediums. So for, for me, that's really the foundation of what, what this is all about, Bobby. Um, Bobby, like one thing I would just add um, that, that I think is going to be very exciting about just seeing the decentralization of media at, at um, a scattered level of volunteerism is um, it could birth a reemergence in local sort of journalism that has gone away um, over the past, I'd say, 20 years. Um, and not only could it rebirth local journalism, but um, you brought up just one comment about you know, um, bias in the media as it relates to um, marketers' involvement. And I would argue that actually marketers um, could not care less if something is uh, to the right or to the left. They just, you know, their agenda is, does it align with their objective? Um, what's really skewed bias in the media has actually been subscribers. Um, and when you think about that, what I mean by that is, is um, when you push subscriptions, what you find is that um, uh, the objectivity sometimes moves towards um, the, the um, agenda of the largest number of subscribers that are possible to capture. And um, that is, tends to be what sort of pushes um, a lot of media organizations to the extreme right or to the extreme left. And the New Yorker did a really good article um, uh, you know, uh, a few years ago, um, making an analogy towards uh, sports teams and sort of said, well, if you look at the news, um, the reason that the news reports in a certain way um, is uh, they treat their audience or their subscribers like they're um, attending a sporting event. And if they're Democrats, they make the Democrats look really good because then more people uh, jump in to, to listen. And if they're Republicans, they make the Republicans look really good because more people jump in to listen. Um, and so it, it, it's a really interesting play when all of a sudden the contributors are actually also 
um, the participants because they could get a reward from it. Wow, that's pretty fascinating. <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that because I, I was going to ask next about uh, just accountability as, as far as even just reporting truth, right, in the face of fake news and, um, you know, what the Dow can contribute in terms of making sure or ensuring that we're getting accurate portrayals of news and, and, and facts out there. I mean, the one thing to me that decentralization is fascinating about is if somebody comes out here and tells a big lie, I mean, and look at this audience, I'm just going to shut it down for one second to see it. So there's 1,055 people in the audience right now. Um, uh, if somebody came in and said something that was blatantly untrue on the stage, um, uh, enough people would um, call that person out based on the scale and the size of just even the Twitter ecosystem. And so it almost, in a decentralized world, self-polices itself in a really nice manner. Um, whereas in a centralized world, um, you know, there's more that, that can be controlled so that way the truth does not actually get out as far. And so, so there's, there's some real good that could potentially come here. Uh, I, you know, like for me and, you know, time is a very centralized organization today. Time pieces, which is our sort of foray into this Web3 spaces, I would say our first real attempt at decentralization and I'll tell you what I've learned so far with, uh, you know, our core team, which is me and Maya uh, Drazen and, and Barat Krish and, and Lane Little is, um, holy crap, uh, is the community smart, uh, right? Um, uh, the community can sometimes be insistent, um, like when POAP, right? When POAP, when POAP, when POAP. Um, but, um, you know, uh, I could tell you that there were times where, um, I thought that I was so correct on doing something and um, and the community, the timepiece community would say, you're totally wrong and this is how you have to think about it differently. And we would step back and we would just go, wow, we never thought about it that way. And um, it's exhausting, right? Because you're not used to that becoming from a centralized um, uh, platform. But at the same time, it's it's exhilarating because you know, all of these beliefs that you may have had on how things had to work or had to function um, start to get proven wrong at times. And you start to see some really interesting things happen. And the other thing I would say is, is um, if you decentralize and you base your decentralization on values, um, uh, so that way you have a values-based structure in place, like I do believe that those values can pull through to um, echo sort of the type of community that you would develop against whatever decentralized structure you have. I don't know if Mel, you wanted to add to that, but if, if not, I wanted to, uh, Farouk, Farouk, are you still here? We have, of course. And I got okay. my pull up. Great. Okay. So we have, Less than 15 minutes left, and I want to dedicate it to talking about Rug Radio. Tomorrow is a really big day. Tomorrow is May. When Mint. What's happening? When Mint. When Mint. What is happening tomorrow, Farouk? Oh, my God, y'all. Literally, when I woke up this morning, true story, I'm going to tell you something. I opened my eyes, and so the last couple of months that we've been doing this, every morning I wake up and I get out of bed, 
And I'm like, you're fucking crazy, dude. That's the first thing I tell myself when I wake up. Straight up. And then, but I love it. You know, you, I, by the way, you, that's what I text him at about 2 p.m. too every day. Yeah, that too. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you're crazy. Then I take a deep breath and I go, oh, all right. I put my glasses on. I grab my phone. I open Twitter and I sit at my desk. And then and make a little coffee too. But this morning, I opened my eyes, Bobby, and I didn't want to get out of bed. And I was wide awake. Though I know knew how big the day was because I was no. like, "Well, hold on, no, not in a bad way, not in a bad way." Oh, okay, okay. Hold on, I, I didn't, I didn't want to get out of bed. Worried. I was because I was so stressed out and pumped at the same time. I was like, the second this hey. right foot gets out of the bed, because I get out of the right foot first, and then the, the second it gets out of bed, to touch the ground, it's go time. So I waited an hour, and then eventually, you know, Vanessa dragged me out of bed. And so I got out and, and, and I sat at my desk to, to, to write this, this thread that thanks to my ADD took three hours. Uh, but you know, Bobby, what's happening tomorrow is, is very exciting. I think honestly it's the biggest week of my life personally. I'm sure it's, it, it is for a lot of people. I don't want to speak for Mel and John, but I know it's really big for everyone, including them and everybody that's involved in this. And so, but you know, it's like, ah, man, it's just going to be crazy. So tomorrow the minting opens, the time is going to be announced soon. And uh, for the membership pass holders. So basically, anyone who has a Rug Radio membership pass, and you can find them on Secondary Market on OpenSea, but make sure you, you get it from the, the verified contract. So we're not verified on OpenSea, uh, when OpenSea verification. However, uh, the contract is verified, so you can see it's the one with 1,300 ETH in volume traded. That's the best way to make sure it's the right one. And so you can get a pass. But the point is, people are going to be able to start minting their Rug Radio Genesis NFTs using their membership passes. And it starts tomorrow, Bobby. There's a 72-hour window, so exactly three days from the moment it opens for people to go and claim their NFTs. Why we did three days and not a rush is because we wanted people to time it with gas because, you know, gas fees are crazy. So everything for us is optimized with low gas. We had gas as low as 10 bucks for the membership pass minting for the people who are on the fam list. Uh, and even after that, when we had to go public, it wasn't, uh, like too crazy which was good on average and um, and so basically for three days people can mint the nfts if you have multiple passes then they're going to be able to do it in one transaction too you know so it's not a headache so they don't have to move in from uh, different wallets either and then after three days well any unclaimed pass any unclaimed nft we will just have a public sale for the remainder there should be none by the way but if ever there's any uh, we're just going to run a public sale for them if people couldn't get them. The reason for that is, first of all, I don't need people game theorizing the the, the membership pass because that's not what we want. And second of all, uh, we need all the NFTs out you know, in the ether in order for the tokenomic structure that Mel so brilliantly put together to function, right? Because all NFTs will yield token based on the rarity of them. So that's super cool. And for the people who have a membership pass, don't get rid of it after that because... You want to sell them down to one pass if you want to or give them away to people of the community. I'm going to be giving, I have 25 right now that I'm already giving out and stuff, but I'll be giving away all my passes personally. And I know a big part of the team will as well once they've minted the rugs so that we can, you know, welcome more people. But you want to keep a membership pass because that's your key. That's your access to the entire ecosystem that we've built and put together. I don't want to ramble on it too much because it's also in the thread, but, you know, it's a very important point. And lastly, uh, Bobby, I just want to touch on that quickly. Once a membership pass has been minted out, some people may want to sell them. In order for you, and listen up really carefully, to make sure that you're not buying a pass on a secondary market that has already been used for minting, if you're strictly trying to mint, our website, 
there's going to be a section where you put the number of the pass, the token ID, and it'll tell you if it was used to be minted. So we'll make the, you know, we'll make the announcements and this and that another 20 times in the next three days, just so we make sure everybody's, you know, safe here. But just make sure of that. But it's a big day, Bobby, because the, it's kind of like a soft launch. We, we, we took things very slowly with the team. You know, Mal and John and I, we've spoken a lot about this in the back end. Like, we didn't want to, like, rush into things. This is something that's a 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 year plan, right? I hope that Rug Radio one day outgrows all of us and that it will live on its own in a truly decentralized form where we'll just be there like everybody else voting for things and hosting and having fun. And and so that's the goal. So it's a really long-term you know, plan. So we soft launched with the with the fameless thing for 10 days. Then we did another round for a day. Then we went on and we let the people mint. And then we did a lot of education for the last week because it's extremely important to educate people with tokenomics and big structures like that because it's not just an avatar, right? There's so much more to it. And so after that, we did this big launch, which is starting tomorrow. Well, you know, everything's going to be put in motion and we're going to see the structure that Mel put together alongside, you know, Syndicate DAO, our partners in this, like just start, you know, getting getting out there and, and you know, just just moving. I'm excited. It's It's never felt more like, crazy happy excited anxious stressed and crazy and confident very confident at the same time so it's uh it's a lot of pressure but it's a lot of fun i'm excited to be able to share with everybody uh you know the future can i just can i just say like as for as much as we all joke with each other like i what you and john and mel and and team have done in four months is to, to tomorrow is remarkable. Really. Thank you. It's remarkable. And, and it's funny, and- we, we, I sent Faroque and John a message this morning. I said, did you guys realize <laughs> that we're launching 40,000 NFTs plus host and partner passes plus a DAO plus a token all at the same time? <laughs> it's crazy. It's, how do we sleep, Faroque? Like, how do we ever sleep with Mel's brain? Dude, I, I wake up to well, this. I thought you were asleep like this talk, John. <laughs> and <Johnny. I'm> like, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I wake up to this message from Mel, and we all know the stakes are very high, you know. And and so you're you're looking at this, and you're like, whoa, yes, like twenty thousand passes, twenty thousand NFTs, a DAO, a token, all in, at the same time. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of moving parts. So you know, everyone, if you want to be patient with us as we'll grow this together, so many people reached out to help, Bobby. The beautiful thing, bro. The other day we had a Q and A. People came up on stage not to ask questions, but to propose things they wanted to do within Rug Radio and what they wanted to do and build with us. Like that's the type of conversations that are happening in the Discord and on, in our spaces, etc. And we're really excited to start, you know, onboarding hosts. Everybody's welcome to join and just work with us. I mean, this is literally just like, you know, for everybody else and for us and for all of us, the community. So it's really exciting and it's going to be a good time. And a big shout out to our artists because... What Jeremiah and 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 um, Jess Wiseman, both of them managed to put together. The, oh my so god! Very strict on the leaking. Even actually, I became half leaning the other night. I'm male, and Mel's like, no. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. But and John obviously look at his punk. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do it, do it. I do was it. like, do it, but, do it. Leak the alpha. <laughs> but but you know what? We've been extremely precautious with not leaking the art. But the artwork is a direct reflection. And I can say this very confidently of the work that's been put behind the scenes. It's as good, if not better than what you've even read so far. And I'm extremely excited and grateful for, for them because the, the rugs are crazy. They're crazy. 
they're just insane. <laughs> so good. The art is insane. I can't emphasize that enough. It's and the so one good. Are nuts, you know, so that that's about all a leak. Uh, they're not PFPs. That's it. That's all I'll say. I'm done. It's so good. Real quick, do you think it, does it matter that it's not a PFP these days? Is that still a thing? It will it will matter here because the fact is that it might not be a PFP, but it can be something else. Mm-mm. And also, people can imagine do what they want with it. And lastly, it's a utility NFT at the end. Like we're not an art project, but it so happens that our art is crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's a utility project. Like your rugs are going to yield your token every single day for as long as you hold them. You don't even have to participate or this and that. You just have to hold them. But if you participate, you'll get more. So it's just just having it in your wallet. But it so happens that it's beautiful. So, you know, you'll click on them, expand them wide on your laptop and enjoy the art and zoom in as much as you can because it's just incredible. And shout out to our one of one artist, which I will not name because that's a leak technically. Uh, and so the one of ones are going to be airdropped after the fact uh, to 11 people. And then it's just going to be it's going to be cool. And everything's going to be super randomized. Yo, Bobby, actually, one more thing. You, I want to talk about the randomization of our rugs. Because what Mel and the Syndicate DAO team came up with is actually a first in the entire space. And it's pretty wild. Speak uh, on it. Do you want me to talk on it? <laughs> oh, hell yes, Mel. Because you woke me up at 3 in the morning with this idea how excited you were. And it's, it's amazing. True. I made for a quick wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to talk about on-chain randomization. <laughs> so <laughs> what it's like to have me as a partner. <laughs> um, um, so the... The way that we're doing it with Syndicate, and, and to credit, all the credit for this actually goes to Syndicate. They are much smarter than me and they know how to do these cool things. And um, they've come up with a way to... So when you um, randomise tokens on tra- chain, you usually use a function with um, Chainlink, which allows you to do this completely on-chain randomization, which means it can't be gamed, essentially, right? And so the way that that works is it basically has, like, a private key that then um, sets the randomization through the uh, on-chain ecosystem of tokens, right? And so what Syndicate have actually done is they've pegged the randomization against, um, so they basically rebuilt the, the, the chain link structure, but locally, um, and they've taken that key and they're actually letting us, as in the community, on Twitter Spaces Live choose the words of the actual key so if you think like a um like your um, metamask private key it has like 12 words or 24 words so we're going to pick a group of words and those words are actually going to be on chain as the words that we've picked and it'll be done live and then they'll randomize them live and they'll refresh the metadata live while we're on the twitter spaces so the actual randomization of the tokens will be done by the community live and what's so unreal, other than being like the first time it's ever been done, what's so unreal about this is it just, it's, you know, one of the things that I always talk about and for it can to definitely talk about this, how much I talk about it, is just around making technology, the technology, not this extra complicated thing on the side, but actually a part of the fun and the experience of the actual project itself. And so that the technology becomes less intimidating for everybody, even the, the technically, um, you know, the people that are not technically um, involved can still understand those types of things if they're done in a fun and gamified way. And so we're trying to think of all these ways to do that. And I really, I love that because I think a lot of people will start to understand a lot more about how projects are 
how that randomization process happens and when it's not done properly and why what happens when it, why it's gamed when it's not done properly and we're going to have the syndicate team on stage when we do it to actually talk through those things so it's going to be pretty awesome for just even a, a, an education process but also because the community gets to be part of it so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool and pretty fun mel mel while you were talking i got a text from barat krish our cto who's in the audience who said um, he couldn't agree with you more. We actually did with timepieces on chain randomization with the Nyla drop. Um, and that was like one of the big lessons learned from our first drop to make sure that things couldn't be gamed on the second drop and then for the third drop. So um, uh, he just wanted to say kudos on that. He thought it was one of the best uh, moves uh, uh, he made uh, as it related to our, our second drop. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's seen in the marketplace what happens when you don't do that properly. People game it and people get the rare ones, um, like the bots get the rare ones. Um, so not only is it the syndicate set up this structure to that, but it's also set up a second layer where if somebody tries to bot the system, <laughs> the token drop, they're actually going to get doxxed in this really fun way. So um, there's lots of cool things that we've done there to actually rug the ruggers. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> it's funny i'm hype i'm hype i'm like i'm like throwing kung fu kicks in the air and stuff i'm so excited bro what i'm gonna end it here what is what does short-term success short-term goals and wins look like to you what what are some long-term success and and wins like how how does that look in the long run i mean dude i i take it day by day especially in the space where days a week but you know i really want to my, I, I'm scared I'm talk about the long-term vision and goals because they're crazy. And all my life, I was told that I'm just nuts. So, and by the way, everybody in the audience, all thousand people of you, if you had a crazy idea in Web two, come back, make it happen. Web three, anything crazy can happen, and you can make it happen. Just straight up. Uh, look at me. I'm just a rainbow head, cool cat with thug life glasses and a unicorn. So you know, and we're building this. So, but what I mean by that is like, it's just our goals are big, man. My goal essentially is that to have a bunch of members, like a lot, you know, we have to start with 19,000 members and a thousand a DAO because like, it's slow, right? You can't just go out there and go, everybody gets this. And then you build like, you have to start slowly. So we're going to add layers and layers and layers and layers and just keep welcoming more and more and more people. Cause this is literally for everyone. You just have to build the tech, the infrastructure, lay the bricks and go. So my goal long-term Bobby is millions of people in this. I want pe- like, I want the DAO to be filled with people. I want it to be fully decentralized and we have a lot of fun with it. And just people finally like on the narrative and the conversation and memes and everything. Right. Like, I don't know, like this whole thing is like, we, I just want everybody to be able to use the brand and to build out of it. You know, we've obviously been receiving a lot of good calls to take this really like to the next level. So that's more of on a short-term basis, Bobby, like to be able to, you know, big production companies and this and that and blah, blah, blah. So I don't even want to get into detail of that. Like, cause I'm just so laser focused right now on like launch, putting this baby in the water and then just sailing and just going and going and going and adding at it. You know, one day I just want everybody here to just work with us and build with us and just like, that's it, man. That we're, we're, it's, it's out. It's, we're doing it. I, there's no going back. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> excited, dude. Like this is crazy. We did it. <laughs> You fucking did it. <laughs> it's nuts. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Tomorrow you can say that. My God. Tomorrow we'll have done it. Tomorrow, tomorrow we'll have done it. Tomorrow you'll have done it. Yes. Don't, don't tomorrow. Leon let it. Don't Leon let it, Farouk. Right? Like... <laughs> I, I hope when uh, 
Cool Cats are animated into a series that your cool cat is voiced by you because I know what you look like in person, but this, <laughs> the, your cat is so you, and I can't imagine it having any, any other voice or personality. Oh, dude, we can make that happen too, though. They're, the cat, you, you own your IP. Like, we can do so much, Bobby. Yeah. So much. May, I may or may not already have had the conversation to animate. All like, right. A show like there's already the, the conversations like we're not just all sitting there and not like doing anything in the back end like i'm not gonna go on twitter space and talk about everything we're doing because we wanted to launch slowly and like just to actually get things happen but like you know there's a there's a sea of opportunity out there uh and you know i'm gonna use as much as i can like the audience i've built on here personally in order to attract the right people and in order to attract the right partnerships for rug radio and its community and the nft space as long as they're aware that we own everything together. That's the most important thing. Own everything together. It's a great uh, spot to finish, Sean. Thank you so much to all of our guests on stage. Keith Grossman from Time, Mel, uh, Farouk and John Knopf, Late Edition, Rug Radio, Tomorrow, Let's Go. I need a Let's Go from Farouk. Let's go, baby! Let's go! (laughs) 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 Woo! I'm hyped. Okay. Let's Thank go. you, right. Bobby. For Thank you, Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We'll, we'll see everyone next week. Goodbye. Bye.